To the Kings of the Horror Podcast. My name is Tariq Omari Walton. I am a licensed clinical marriage and family therapist. And I am not by myself because this is Kings of the Horror. That's plural, which means there's more than one king. And the other king is the one, the only, my man, my macaroni, Dr. John Hart. Dr. Hart, what's happening, brother? Hey, man. Happy Friday, brother. Happy Friday to you. It's a great topic here again with the people. It's gonna be a fun time, bro. Always oh, yeah. good to see you, homie. How you been? I've been good, man. I've been good. Just keeping busy, trying to make sure that we're pumping up Kings of the Heart, man. We got clips yeah, all over YouTube, Facebook, IG, TikTok, Twitter. We are making sure that everyone is aware everyone. of what's going on, man. After five seasons, we figured, why not, right? Why not, man? We gotta expand the reach, brother. We yeah, gotta expand yeah. the reach. And we're doing it, man. A lot more people are viewing us and checking out what we're doing. Yeah. We get a lot more yeah. listeners. And this yeah, is what we want. Bro. You know, we're just trying yeah. to be here for the people, making sure that they're getting good information, good solid information, research information, not just people talking about relationships, but who are actually out here working with people on relationships. Yep. True facts. You know what I'm saying? True facts, bro. So, and in the, the spirit of that, we're going to keep things going. This time, we want to break down. This is something that we see in, in session a lot. I know I do. The whole concept around transactional relationships transaction relationships now a lot of people may not be quite aware of what that means but we're going to get into it because we want people to understand if they are in a transactional relationship and if they are how do you find your way out of it because it's not a good thing not a good thing at all right so let's get into this conversation dr john let's just start off simply with a, a definition a working definition of what it means to be in a transactional relationship when it comes to romantic relationships you know, because we can talk about that from friendships and work and, and family, but yeah. particularly with romantic relationships. What does it mean to be in a transactional relationship? You know, it's it's you know, when I whenever I hear uh, transactional relationships, you know, I think about those uh, setups and structures between two people in which, you know, they, they say to themselves, OK, here's what I have. Here's what I'll bring. And the other person's like, here's what I have. Here's what I bring. And. We're going to try to make this work. So it's not fully predicated on love, nor is it predicated fully on love. I mean, there could be some connection there, but um, it's it's transactional. When we say transactional, it means that there is a coming and going of time, resources, uh, money, uh, uh, um, energy, effort right. uh, that has to flow. Right. It has to flow. There's 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 an... Uh, there's there's an intention. I'm going to use that word. There's an intention between both parties mm-hmm. that there's going to be a back and forth flow, um, and and we'll probably get into this a little bit later. But you know there there are some form of boundaries and parameters that's much different than a a, a non transactional um, romantic relationship. Right. Uh, all relationships are transactional, like Brother Rick was saying. But this one that we're talking about, the intent is that both parties are going in knowing that there's about to be some level of exchange now the equity piece that's for probably part two right you know or something because that's that that's a key to why 
sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't mm-hmm. work. There's that equity piece that usually holds. And also um, and the transactional um, relationships, there has to be, and I'd love to hear what you think, bro, but there's usually some tangible indicators and some tangible aspects to it, right? Um, I give you money, you give me, you know, sex, or we make sure we set this up that we do A, B, C, D. But there's, but the, the, the distinct thing about transactional relationship, there's usually tangible items going back and forth. These aren't abstract ideals or like lifestyles that we're talking about. So that's what comes to my mind when I think of transactional relationships. Right. But I'd love to hear what you think, though. The first thing that pops into my mind when I think about transactional relationships is the idea that we're not just doing this because we love each other. And I say right. that love isn't involved. Right. Exactly. But it's exactly. the idea, the expectation that I have to get something out of this and yep. you have to get something out of this. Yep. That, again, this is an exchange of, of um, time, of effort, of intention. You know, and of course, with all relationships, particularly with romantic relationships, you want to be able to put in effort. But the difference between a regular relationship and a transactional relationship is the level of expectations that yeah. I'm not going to do unless you do. That I'm not going to be motivated to do anything unless I know that you're doing something. So I'm expecting something yep. for whatever I'm doing. I'm expecting something in exchange. Like you said, I don't mind taking you out for dinner if you're going to provide sex for me. Yeah. I yeah. don't mind picking you up from work if that means I can drive your car. <laughs> you know, whatever right. it is. I mean, no, 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 but, but 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 do you see you see those good examples that you gave? That's what I meant by tangible. You see how yeah. tangible and concrete those are? Yeah. It's a little bit different, right? And I think you would agree it's a little bit different than like the non-transactional. Like transactions exist in non-transactional relationships. Right. It's it's just it's just it doesn't it's but but to your point, it's just degree. not Thank you. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, brother. I yeah. just wanted to like underscore what you were saying, but you're, you're spot on, bro. Yeah, it's, a, it's the degree of it. We all have expectations. You're not going to be in a relationship without some reasonable expectations, right? Correct. These are more unreasonable. Let me not even say that. That sounds very judgmental, right? It's yeah. not so much about being unreasonable. It's just the level of um, the number of and the, the, the depth of the expectations Correct. that you have. That's it. Right? That's it. Well said, yeah. You know? And then yeah. what happens on the back end of it? You know, if, yeah. if you are in a transitional relationship, and we'll get into this deeper later on, but I just want this to yeah. be understood while we're making this point. On the other end of a transactional relationship is if you're not fulfilling those expectations, there's punishment involved in that, right? In a regular romantic relationship, you may not fulfill all the expectations of your mate. So you'll talk about it. You'll you'll readjust what you're expecting. You'll, you'll figure out whether or not there are reasonable expectations. But in a transactional relationship, there are going to be punishments. There's going to be um, distance. There's going to be um, cutoffs. There's going to be me just, you know, being resentful and quiet and not listening to you or not doing what you want me to do because I didn't get what I wanted. So that's the key to the transitional expectations. I mean, transitional relationships. Transactional. 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 Man, I'm all over, man. I'm so excited about it. That's what it is. There's so much in my head about this. But uh, when it comes to transactional relationships, that's the main thing. If I don't get, you don't get. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And also, and also, the tone and ethos of those of this kind of relationship is very different. How so? That's why. Like, okay. Well, no, I was going to ask you. You said how so? So, <laughs> you, you, 
in in non-transactional relationships, you don't hear the word, nor do you, um, is it the ethos of those kinds of relationships where you hear the word punishment? Mm -hmm. So why did you use that word? That's where I'm getting at. Why did you use that word? Because that's a, you don't hear that in non-transactional romantic relationships. Right, right. But when we're, today we're talking about transactional relationships. So my question is actually back to you. Why did you use the word punishment? That's me getting at the sense that there's a different ethos in this kind of relationship. Why punishment would be used um, when we don't use that in traditional romantic relationships. So talk to us, brother. So I, I need to get back into the judgmental side of this, right? So I will, <laughs> I will, use, the, I will use the term um, unreasonable expectations. When you have unreasonable expectations that aren't being met, then you're going, meet, going to meet those unmet unreasonable expectations with an unreasonable response. So when yeah. I say punishment, yeah. okay, when I say punishment, what I mean is your response to not getting what you want Come on now. is in excess of yeah. what it should be, right? It's almost like throwing a temper tantrum. Yep. So you're not giving me what I want. You know, I have these expectations that I set for us. I may have been very clear about it and told you this is exactly what I want and this is what I expect from you and from us. You not providing that for me means I'm not going to give you anything. So I'm going to sit over here pouting and not talking to you and avoiding you as much as possible. Extreme, extreme behaviors, extreme mm. reactions to mm. not getting what you want. So yeah. when I say punishment, that's what I'm talking about. Your mm. extreme reaction to not receiving what you expected, what you wanted. Not taking into consideration why it might not have happened. That doesn't matter to you. What matters yeah. the most to you is the fact that you did not get what you wanted. I'm going to let you know that you disappointed me, not through words, but more so through my own behavior and my own reactions. Right. You're going to you're going to be punished. Me not talking to you for a few days because of something that you did that bothered me or you didn't provide me with what I wanted. That's punishment. Mm. That's mm. punishment. That's why I use that term. Yeah. Punishment is, yeah. is, is very clear in the behavior that follows someone who is being disappointed within a transactional relationship. Mm. Yeah, no I, I think, no, I think it makes sense. I think I think my follow up question to you, brother, so it makes sense to me. So I'm going to I'm putting myself in the shoes of our audience. Right. And mm -hmm. what about what about the few audience members who are saying to themselves, I, I'm hearing how Brother Rick is describing this. How is that any different than how, let's say, a high conflictual couple would show up? You know, in mm -hmm. terms of punishments and the 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 extreme response to unmet expectations, mm -hmm. right? So, what's the difference? You I, mean, know what I mean, what what is the conflict rooted in? Is the conflict itself? You know, when you have high conflict couples, is the conflict itself rooted in those disappointments of your unreasonable expectations? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, think about when you're in session with a lot of the couples that you meet. I'm telling you, it's, that's the thing that that I realized when I was thinking about this topic that a lot of the relationships that come across our offices and our practices are transactional. And it may not have started out that way. The relationship may not have started out that way. But because of the intensity of the conflicts and the years of disappointment, of being unfulfilled, of not getting what you want in your relationship, by the time you reach us, you are probably more than likely in a very transactional relationship. I'm not getting what I want, so there's a problem. And so those conflicts are often rooted in the lack of fulfillment, of not getting what you want. A lot of those conflicts are transactionally based. Right? Doesn't that, I mean, isn't that, when you think about that, 
isn't that pretty much what you're seeing too? Yeah, no, it's true. It, it's it's I, and and the reason why I specify that kind of couple is that this is where I'm going to your point about you know in transactional relationships, you know that extreme response to unmet expectations is a very distinct uh, aspect of high conflict couples as well, right? Um, but this one's different, and that's and I just wanted you to underscore, you know, because okay. you was you was hitting the mark, but. I, I didn't want some of our listeners to say, well, what if the brothers today are talking about transactional relationship mm -hmm. and the way Brother Rick is breaking it down? How is how is that different than, you know, some of the high conflict couples that folks may be in right now mm -hmm. of those relationships or they may know folks? Because when you hear high conflict couples go back and forth, it's it really sounds transactional. Yeah, very much so. It's, yeah. it's, it's very transactional, yeah. actually. Right. You and I have always talked over the years about that tit for tat. Right. But. What you and I are talking about today with the transactional relationship is that I don't want to say this word, but say it. You know, I'll say, say it. Say it anyway. But, but, but yeah, but but the fact that we're talking about transactional relationships, it's almost like you're providing a service, an agreed upon service. Mm -hmm. And when you don't meet that, it's business like service, it's a business like relationship. Yes, <laughs> yes. Right? I didn't want to use the word service, but uh, oh, why not? It's true. I mean, service. yeah. You know, it's a service. Like you're providing money or housing or something. Uh, it's or an exchange. Or it's, it's an, an exchange. exchange of goods. Yes. It's an exchange of goods yes. and services. Yes. Otherwise, right? otherwise, you don't serve a purpose in my life. If I'm right. not getting that out of you, all right, this is an exchange. You know, this yeah. is a very business like relationship. Correct. If Correct. I'm not getting what I expect out of you, then you serve no purpose in my life. Why are you here then? Right, right. That's the attitude of somebody who has a who's in a transactional relationship, right. right? Right, because it's not predicated on love in the beginning, or emotion, or emotions, yeah, or emotion. Right. I mean, absolutely. we think about let's talk about what's often missing when we're trying to get to a more romantic relationship, which again is probably the opposite of a transactional relationship. Although there are transactional aspects of being right. in a romantic relationship, right. Right? right? Right. When you think about what's absent. From a from a transactional relationship, which is usually much more present in a romantic relationship, what are some of those aspects that are missing? What are the things that that transactional relationships are missing that romantic relationships are full of? One of the things that comes to mind when you ask that is, and I'm just speaking uh, general. I know like not every couple does this, but I would hope they would. Um, for transactional relationships, those they're not predicated on connection and getting to know the person. Right. It's it's almost like I see you, you have something that I want and need. Uh, you see me, I have something that you want and need, and so now we will draw up papers like that. That's how it sounds. Where <laughs> it's a contract. For that, yeah, I know, right? Um, but for you know, but for tradition, that traditional you know, uh, uh, romantic relationships, it's really predicated ideally on let's get to know each other. Let's date. Um, I want to learn about you. You want to learn about me inside, right. outside. Right. We're talking, bro, I'll even take it a step further. We're, ideally, you're talking about values. Yeah. You're talking about serious things like, do you want kids? Transactional relationships aren't really talking about that. It's very like me focused mm -hmm. and presently driven. Whereas like couples are coming together ideally to really say, is this a good fit when thinking about who I want to spend the rest of my life with? And that's the other thing that's missing. Transactional relationships are not predicated on the future. It, right. To me, it's not. Oh, yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's There's very, it's very, 
It's very yeah, present focused. Very, very what am present I getting focused. right now? Right. Right. What am I getting right now? Which mm -hmm. is to your point, if, if I'm not getting what I'm what I want right now, that's how I can get rid of you. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna end the contract. I, ideally, traditional couples aren't acting like that. Mm -hmm. So those are the two things that come to my mind. There's time being built way in the beginning of getting to know each other, but then there is an implicit and explicit uh uh intentionality around mm -hmm. figuring out can we live together are we a good fit for the future having families exploring value you don't hear that stuff in transactional well, relationships I, I would say that to a degree you do particularly around having kids because that may be part of the transaction the reason uh, sure. why the reason why i'm uh, here is because i want to have children and that's what you're supposed to provide for me so if yeah. we're not talking about having kids and that's the expectation i want for my relationship for my marriage then again, why are you here? Yeah, you know if you're not yeah. gonna if you're not gonna provide me with a child, whether you know you're you're the one creating, you know whatever side you're on of that, yeah. then this is not what I this is not what I want. This isn't what I signed up for. I signed up for a full family, and all you're providing me is yourself, and that may not yeah. be enough for me, right? So yeah. that's a transactional relationship. I agree. Right? I agree. That's, that's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. Uh, I mean, like, are there what, what other indicators come up for you when you think about what's missing? from transactional relationships compared to those traditional romantic couples? I would say the main thing that to me is a emotional investment. When you think about a transactional relationship, again, it's very surface it's based off of what I can get right now. There isn't a lot of emotional depth and emotional investment in the actual relationship. It's okay. If, if I can't get what I want, then I'm out. Or if I can't get what I want, I'm going to punish and hurt you. When you are emotionally invested in a relationship, you don't want to punish your relationship. You don't want to punish your mate. You don't want to hurt your mate. You don't want to leave. Right. You're right. gonna you're gonna want to talk about what's not happening and let's try and figure this out. My punishing of you for you not giving me what I want is not what you do when you're heavily emotionally involved with somebody because you know it's hurting them. Your emotional involvement with somebody is predicated on wanting the best for them. So why would you ever do anything that's going to hurt them? And you're doing that intentionally in a transitional relationship because you're not getting what you want. So you don't care how the other person feels. But when you're emotionally invested in somebody, when you really want the best for somebody, that's not going to happen. It's that emotional investment that's often the, the key indicator that's missing from a transactional relationship. And so even when, yeah. when clients come in and we start talking about, all right, what are the um, healthier components? What are the um, elements of a healthy relationship? Oftentimes, they don't even start thinking about the emotional side because they're so yeah. caught up in what they're missing and what they're not getting that the idea of, oh, I need to be emotionally invested in this. I need to be more emotionally involved in this and, and open and transparent and and uh, and vulnerable. No, that's not in their head. They're not thinking about that. They're like, no, I'm not getting this. These are my expectations. I'm not getting this. If this doesn't happen, then I got to wash my hands of this thing. Sure. Do you do you do you think uh, this is a question? I'm not saying it is. But do you think? Do you think, especially in the beginning, the boundaries are far clearer in transactional relationships than they are in the the traditional romantic ones? Oh yeah, I yeah. Think, and I think I mean that's one of the things I, I would say is probably a benefit if we can say it's a benefit yeah. of being yeah. of being in a transactional relationship. You know why you're there. You I know, know. <laughs> it's, it's a very yeah. honest and yeah. very direct. Yeah understanding of why you're there. So even yeah. if you think about, um, you know, people who are just out, say if they're not in a, a um, serious one-on-one -on -one sure. relationship, you know, and they're, they're dating yeah. and they're, yeah. they're playing the field. 
Well, that's a transactional relationship too. You know why you're here. And when you're no longer providing this, whether it's us going out, whether it's us having sex or whatever, when you're no longer willing to provide that, there's no reason for me to be here. Right. And so that's what you saw. That's what you saw seeing about transactional relationships. Again, there has to be an exchange of something here for us to stick for me to stick around. Right. So so why are we even bother doing this? Yeah, it, it's not I'm, I'm with you. It's it's that's why I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this, because, you know, folks need to. Yeah, folks need to be able to understand that there is some distinct differences, mm-hmm. right? With what, what we're bringing up around transactional relationships and then those, um, and then the aspects of transactional, um, you know, back and forth and mm-hmm. the traditional romantic couples as well. I think this is a really good conversation because yeah. again, we don't want listeners to get confused, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why I brought up the boundaries. We, oh, let me, let me share this. The reason why I brought up the boundaries when I asked you is because I think for traditional romantic couples it's it there's the evolution of the boundaries right as we get to know each other um we're, we're sharing experiences and, and and ideally we're talking about what works what doesn't work for us and stuff like that right and you, and you don't let's be honest bro like especially as as marriage and family therapists most couples aren't doing they're not providing very clear boundaries way in the beginning. They're not. No, they're not. No, they're you're not. so you're mm. so much you're so much excited about being in love. I wonder if this is the person. You're not really doing it, which is why sometimes things get out of control when they come and see us down the line. Like, oh yeah, I wish I would have like been more upfront about A, B, C, and D. Yeah. But the transactional relationships, you're right, bro. It's like your butt knows why you're here. Mm-hmm. Don't play games. Don't act cute. I know what I'm providing. No, no, no. That's why I asked about the boundary because it's so clear and distinct mm-hmm. in the beginning. Right. Versus I think it evolves, but, you know, one way or another. But let me, talking about the evolution, is it possible that a relationship may start off very romantic, like, like kind of like you're putting it? They may, it may start off as a very romantic relationship and then evolve into a transactional relationship. And if so, what is the cause of that? What makes a relationship move from more romantic into a transactional one? I think, uh, I th- yes, yes. And I also want to flag that it can go in the opposite direction as well. Like you can also well, that's hope. go from like, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> that's know, what we're talking about. We want to move you from transaction to more romantic. Yeah, to a more romantic one. Uh, and I'm not going to lie. Like, I just want to flag, like, since we've been talking about this, for some reason, I've been thinking about the Spike Lee joint. Uh, um, she hate me. Yeah. And yeah, right. Oh, it's that like very that transactional. Very transactional. Very, very yeah. transactional. That's 100% um, transactional. Yeah, you know, but I just, for some reason, I've just been thinking about that Spike Lee joint uh-huh. while you talking about it. Uh, good movie. Interesting movie, by the way. Yeah. You know, you haven't seen it. But, um, but no, like to your point, when you ask that question, I thought about those couples, bro, where like they, like they got, they got kids and got a really great life and, but they're not in love. And so they're just like, nah, like let's revisit how we're about to move because i'm not a, i don't want to get a divorce you don't want to get a divorce right. um but i got needs you're not really interested in providing or attending to it and i'm cool with that um the other person probably feels the same way and so like there's this there there is a shift for some couples and i think it's to maintain the stability to not rock any kind of financial mm. uh, parts to what they've developed i mean you know some of us as couples are like 
putting in mad work. Yeah. And and you don't want to rock that. And then also, you know, I, I keep bringing up the kids because a lot of you know, people do stay for the kids, even if yeah. the kids are freaking grown, bro. Yeah. So true. so that to me was like one of the one subset of the uh of of our conversation that I'm saying to myself, well, that technically starts to become very transactional mm-hmm. where it's like, I'll, I'll, I'll sleep over here. You'll sleep over there. I'll attend your family's things. You attend mine. We keep this, you know, whatever you want to call it up. Um, but I get to go play over here. If you want, you play over here. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't know why I'm thinking about so many different, like, this is a great time. I'm thinking about, so I don't know if everyone has seen it, but if you were to ask me, uh, interesting. If, if you're looking for an interesting couple to study in terms of balancing love and transaction, this is just me. If you don't follow politics, cool. And, and I know this controversy regarding like Kevin Spacey, but it's House of Cards is a really great example of this. Like you really great lying. example. Oh yeah. I mean, when you talk yeah. about how to. I mean, a, a very fine line between yeah. like love and transactional. Frank and Claire Underwood. If you haven't seen it, guys, I, I don't care much for the last season. I saw it, not really good, but watch the first. I think five seasons. Right. If you, if you, seriously, if, if 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 you have time and you listen to this podcast, go check them out because that is what me and Brother Rick are really talking about. Yeah. Like that is a really interesting couple in which they love each other. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen House of Cards probably like five times. Okay, but it's a long series. But they do love each other. You walk away knowing they love each other. But it's very transactional. Mm-hmm. They openly talk about these transactions, bro. You got Frank yeah. saying like, hey, you hear Frank saying like, yo, I'm going to be president. I need you to put me on. I need you to, you know what I mean? Yep. And you play your role because when your time comes, then we're going to, I mean, but they love each other. So I don't mean to, I don't mean to, to, to digress, but when you ask me that question, and I was talking about the couples who stayed for whatever, like for some reason, like Claire and Frank Underwood, I think is a premier example of what of what it potentially looks like to balance love and that transactional relationship, meaning you have both identities. Here's a couple that has both. But you see the problems and also the successes that come from it. Yeah. So I just wanted to flag that, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even to that point, I think sometimes transactional relationships can be masked in the way that I support you. Right. 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 You know, I'm supporting you. So I'm going to show up for all your events. And the expectation is when it comes to my turn, you're going to do the same thing for me. Correct. But when you Correct. don't, <laughs> that's Correct. the point. When you and don't, you see, there and, are and consequences for you not and, doing it. And you see that in House of Cards. Yeah. You literally yeah, hear both exactly. of them saying, you literally hear that one of the most famous scenes, the most famous scenes is when Frank Claire did something and it's one of the most critical scenes in the whole series where he's in his kitchen and he's talking about what you said. He's pretty much like she will pay for what she she she's not following what she agreed upon and that she contract. will pay. Yep. Yep, exactly. And that's exactly. his wife, B. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 seriously, that's his wife. He's yeah. talking like that? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy, right? And so when I think about the transactional relationships and um you know how they evolve from romantic relationships the thing that is clear is that when you start off in the romantic relationships oftentimes the expectations are not as defined or even if they are they're not as expressed correct and what happens over time is that through your expressed expectations when they aren't being met 
time and time again. We're not just talking about overnight. We're not just talking about, you know, I actually do something you didn't do. We're talking about basically being worn down over a long period of time. And so as you're asking your mate to do these things and you're not seeing the effort, you're not seeing the follow through, you're not seeing the consistency from your mate. It may have started off romantic, but through all those infractions, it becomes transactional because now you know what I'm doing? I'm keeping score. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. I'm keeping score. <laughs> I'm keeping score of all the times I asked you to do something and you did not follow through and how many times I did. I'm keeping a checklist of all the things I did and all the things you didn't do over all this time. And now you know what? It's all about what you don't do and what you haven't been doing. Not about who we are to each other, how much we love each other. We love each other. Yeah, that's cool. But I know that I've been asking you to do these things over and over and over again for such a long time, and you have not put the effort forward to doing that. Now, all I'm doing is keeping score, and every time yeah. you don't do it, it's a problem. <laughs> I'm bringing it up. We're going to argue. We're going to fight about it. We're probably not going to talk for a few days, and then we're going to move on, and then we're going to do it again and do it right. again. So now you're caught right. the cycle. So right. I don't think people always go into a relationship with transactions being the main idea like this you're going into this with that i think a lot of relationships especially ones that we see have become transactional over years of people not fulfilling the expectations of their mate and they may not even be unreasonable expectations it's just a consistency and behavior of not putting the effort forward not being intentional in the things that you're doing and it wears your mate down yeah it wears your mate down it's about that lack of effort yeah you know yeah yeah no well said well said let me ask you something though Mm-hmm. Where does this come from? For those people who are coming into a relationship, and we talked about how it evolves from romantic into a transitional relationship. Some relationships come in, people come into relationships, some relationships are already with that transactional frame of mind. Why? Where does that even come from? Uh I, I mean it's I don't I don't I don't think it's it's necessarily like one thing. I I so one thing, one thing that does come to mind is I think people who engage in that are in a time in their lives where they're not interested in any form of commitment. And I can respect mm. that. Really? I can't. Okay. Like, yeah. So when I think about the person you're talking about as an example, you know, for, for dating, like when you're dating, you're, you know, and people, let's be clear, people have different intentions regarding dating. Yeah, they, they do. For sure. They do. For sure. Um, That's, which and, often is going to be transactional, which is be, right. to be expected right. is dating. Right, right. It's 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 dating, but but and there are people who you end up seeing they're not looking for any kind of commitment, and so these are people who are operating in my mind like very transactionally. It doesn't mean that they're going to be like that five years from now, ten years from now. But I think in the moment, some people find themselves based on their circumstances. I don't want any commitment. I just want sex, or no. I just want you know, um, you know, I don't know. There's 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 so like we could talk about our family of origin and stuff like that. But I think. I think That's some I of the times, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think some of the times, like we also have to acknowledge that people will just find the people are in transitions in their lives right. where they're not looking literally for anything, right. too many, and so, but they still want some form of connection. They have needs to be met, so you start to look and pursue. Um, and so they settle. So you're saying they're settling, basically. They're basically they're ba- because even though they 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 there's some things that, that they want, but they don't quite want to be in a relationship. So I'm willing to take what you're offering in order for us to be together. 
Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if it's like full, because to me, at least, like settling is different to me, at least okay. in that scenario. Like right. settling to me would be, um, yeah, settling to me would be, I, I, I don't, I, I want, I want to be with someone. I don't know what I want, so I'm just going to pick this person. That to mm-hmm. me is settling, okay. at least for, okay. at least for the situation I'm talking okay. about. Okay, okay. That to okay. me would be settling. I don't see this as settling as someone who's saying to themselves. A great example is I'm in law school right now. Or I'm in grad school right now. I'm not interested in dating. But I want to get my rocks off. Mm-hmm. And this person right here is very, very attractive. They're obviously attracted to me, but I don't want anything uh, more than that. Right. So I want to have sex and I want you to leave right after that because <laughs> I have needs. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. well, because I have a paper, I have a 25 page paper to write. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't I don't want any of that. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, there are people who I think based on their circumstances at that moment, they're fine with it being transactional. Again, it doesn't mean that that will always be the case. Right, but, exactly. But to your point, it sounds messed up, but they seek situations and people and opportunities that says you serve a purpose right now. Yeah, yeah. And and and, and, and if they're and if they're good hearted people, I'm also providing something as well. Yeah. So that's why that's why for me it's like yeah, it's not it's not really settling. Like I I, I and again, I know you'll get into the family of origin piece. I wanted to come at it from a different perspective. To also just simplify to say there are people who just aren't in a space where they literally want nor need any kind of companionship or mm-hmm. connection. Uh, no, they want connection. They want a very superficial, narrow definition of what. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. I don't want to get too far away from a point you just made in terms of how some relationships start off when you come into it. Say you are in a situation, you know, in a, in a transitional phase in your life where a relationship really isn't the best thing for you, but you still want to be able to connect with somebody. And you may have someone there who also says, OK, you know what? I w-, they may settle. They may say, OK, well, if that's all I can have, then I'm willing to be that connection for you, even if we can't have something deeper. This is the thing that just popped into my mind. Mm. So oftentimes you may start off the relationship or set off your, your dating or whatever, your situationship, whatever it is, you mm. may start off in that place where it's just very transactional. Look at, we just hook up, you know, friends with benefits. That's what it's all about. Yeah, you yeah. know, we start off here, but eventually somebody may catch feelings. They become more Absolutely. emotionally involved, more emotionally invested in this transaction and they end up wanting more. And so you sit back and you're like, well, we said this is all it's going to be. How are you going to change up on me? That's the thing about transitional relationships too, transactional relationships as well, that you may start off in one place, or at least both of you may start from one place, but the more time you spend with somebody, you may become more emotionally involved and emotionally invested in that connection. And so, yeah, naturally people are going to want more. You can't get mad at somebody for their emotions and their um, respect and their desire evolving through the time that you spend together. You may still be in that same place. That's that's being human. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It is. And so when people ask that question, you know, why are are you changing up on me? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's not them changing up. Their emotions have evolved. Yours haven't. You have maintained that transactional idea and and desire. But for them, they want more. So you can't be mad at that. You can't yeah. be mad at that. I'm, I'm with you on that. And again, like this is probably going to be a two-parter. Oh like, man, this might be a three-parter. Yeah. We might have to bring the the royal yeah. sci-fi on this one too, because yeah, exactly. there's so much to this. There's, there's so much to this. To this. You a know? Lot to this. Yeah. But but just to follow up on the question I asked you, 
yeah, there's family of origin stuff with this too. I can't tell you how many clients I see there. They come to you and say, well, my parents love was transactional. I don't yeah. know anything different. So when it comes to the way that I'm interacting with my mate, well, the way I learned about what love is, is that you do for me, then I'll do for you. If you don't do for me, then I'm not doing for you. And that comes from their family of origin. That comes from their home. That comes from their parents, their grandparents, their siblings. Yeah. This yeah. is all they have seen. That if I can't get anything out of you, you serve no purpose for me. Right? And so now as they're trying to transition into a stable and healthy relationship, they're not they, don't, they don't know how to behave any differently. Yeah. Yep. Right? No, no, their expectations are always going to be based off of what you can do for me. I know. You know, and, and it seems very selfish. But the idea here is that it's not always about being selfish. Sometimes it's being blind to the fact that there are other ways to love, to cherish, to appreciate mm. than mm. just what you're receiving out of the situation. Yeah, that's facts. That's well said. That's very well said. Yeah. Yeah. That's on point, bro. You know, so man, there's so much more. Like Dr. John and I have both said throughout this episode, yo, we're gonna have to do a two, three, yeah. maybe four part with this. <laughs> yeah. There are so many here. levels to it's this. It's a lot here. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm with you. We may have, we gotta bring the cypher in. It'll be interesting to see what Weena and Anisha think. Yeah. Right? I'm curious to hear what they gotta say. Because they, they'll have a lot of good perspective to offer on that. So yeah. I'm with that, man. And I think as us being licensed clinical marriage and family therapists, we deal with this constantly with our clients. I and know. I think oftentimes we don't even approach it from the standpoint that this is a transitional, a transactional no. relationship and that's what the problem is. But then when you sit back and think about it, like, oh, you guys are just only doing what you want to do based off of what the other person's doing. And if they're not doing it for you, you're not doing either? I mean, it's just such a major part of, of what of what it is that we're seeing but any which way look it it is time for us to get into our noble truths dr john please break it down for people what is your no what are your noble truths for this episode about transact transactional relationships today yeah i think there's gonna be a lot of noble truths over the next <laughs> few episodes uh yeah i mean we we we, we covered we covered a good amount and and there's still everything that we covered today still needs to be broken down but i think a couple of noble truths i'll say is um, be very intentional if you're going to engage in, in, in a transactional relationship. Mm -hmm. I, 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 that's such a critical part. If you're not, if you're, if you're trying to hoodwink someone into it, or, or, or if you, when I say hoodwink, is be clear. If you, if you want to do a transactional relationship, do it. Own it. Be intentional about it. Um, it doesn't mean to Brother Reek's point that things can't evolve, um, but just be very intentional that when you enter one. You have to name it. The other person has to name it. This is what we're doing. And be as clear with those boundaries uh, about that. So that's one noble truth. And I think the second one, too, is if at any point you or the other person, things have changed, whether, you know, for better or for worse, um, you need to have conversations. You need to be very explicit. You need to be very uh, clear about what that change is, how that change has impacted the way you may show up and see if there's room to talk through how can we accommodate accommodate those changes. So I think those are the two things that I'd like to stress right now. There's just a lot going on in my brain about this topic. <laughs> I tell you. Bro. 
I mean, I'm, seriously. Yeah, and because we have we have a, to get to other points in this conversation too, because we want to teach you how to actually yeah. move from transitional relationships, transactional relationships. Why don't keep saying transitional? <laughs> transactional relationships into a more romantic, loving relationship. So right, we're right. going to provide that information. I don't want you to think you're you know you're walking away from the podcast right. without any answers no. today. We are going no. to provide more answers. This is just going to be a, a very long, deep conversation we need to have about this, right? No. When I think about my noble truth for this week. The main thing that I think about is I want you to recognize that in a transactional relationship, the emotional investment is lacking. You can't mm -hmm. sit up here in my office and tell me that I truly love my mate and I want to be with my mate, but you're focused only on what they're doing and what they're providing or not providing. And that's the reason why you have so many issues with them. Not saying that's that not relevant, but mm -hmm. if that's the only thing you can point to. And then you want to sit up here and tell me, oh, but I love him, I love him, I love him. <laughs> yeah. you know, there's, there's, there's something not connecting there, nah, right? So nah. that that lack of emotional investment is very um, evident in a transactional relationship. True. The other thing to consider here is, you know, when you're in a transactional relationship and you're not getting what you want and you didn't turn around and not provide your mate what they want, that is punishing behavior. Yeah. You are well, intentionally hurting your mate because you're not receiving what you want out of your relationship. You are punishing your mate. Yeah. That is not a demonstration of love. That is not a demonstration of being emotionally invested in a relationship. You are intentionally hurting your mate because you think you're not getting what you want out of, out of the relationship. You're not, your expectations aren't being met. So yeah. those yeah. are my two quick takeaways. We can of course go on and on with this. And we're not gonna do that today because we have to just come back and like we said, we're gonna bring in the royal cipher the to this conversation. Cypher. The royal yeah. cipher has to take part in this. Anisha, Weena, get ready because we are yeah. going to take this to a whole nother level. Yeah. Dr. John, please, we got to wrap it up, man. So yeah, why don't you tell the people where they can find out more information about you and what you got going on, man? Yeah, you know, uh, ch always check us out at kingsoftheheart.com. You know, we're doing a lot of great stuff. Um, in terms of clinical practice and, and therapy, all the work that I'm doing, come check us out at the Relationship Counseling Center of Maryland. So that's www.rccmaryland, spell out the maryland.com. Um, we're doing a lot of great work at the Vayner Institute of Justice. Um, super busy. Um, a lot of great things lined up for that and just, you know, working on justice for all people all around the country. Um, and yeah, oh, feel free if you just want to do a basic search on what I'm up to and all the stuff uh, that I'm tied to, just type in Dr. John Hart, you know, the social media platforms. Um, but again, come show some love for the Kings of the Heart. You know, we're only getting better and stronger because of you all. So, yeah. What about you, Brother Reek? Where can we find you and all the amazing work that you've been doing, brother? Well, you can always find me, of course, like Dr. John said here, said right here at kingsoftheheart.com. You can also check us out on YouTube. We are streaming live, okay, live on YouTube right now, but you can also catch the recording later on. You can also check us out on Facebook. You can see us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. We are all those places, Kings of the Heart, all right? I think on Twitter, I think on Twitter, we're actually um, K-O-T-H-L-M-F-T. You know, but if you go to our website, you'll see all the, the links and connections there. You can find out more about me by going to my website, TyricoMariWalton.com. InsightMFT.com is my clinical site. 
and my media page is viewsandvibes.com. Then again, you can see me on all the different social media platforms as Tariq Omari Walton. Again, like Dr. John said, yo, we are worldwide. We are in your face. You can find us everywhere, everywhere, including right here on Kings of the Heart, the Kings of the Heart podcast. Dr. Yep. John, my brother, love you, man. Great love time you too, with brother. you as always. Oh. As always, you man. Know, and uh, we'll see you soon, right? Yeah, yeah. We got we got more to come, man. So oh. y'all buckle up. Y'all, so y'all much really more. buckle so up. Much. All <laughs> right, y'all. You guys take care, and we'll see you soon. Peace. Peace.